Hi, this is Pastor Jim. Thanks for joining us for this week's message from Riverside Church. I believe you will be inspired and blessed by the Word of God. We'd love to welcome you to one of our services next time you're in the Brisbane area. If you'd like to know more about us, go online at www.riversidecc.org.au or like us on Facebook to hear about up-and-coming events. I hope you enjoy the message. God bless you. Well, this morning we are continuing on our series on overcoming. And there's different areas in our life that we have to address and overcome and grow. And so you can go back onto our podcast, you go into YouTube, there are several great messages there. Last week, Pastor Randall spoke a fantastic message about overcoming. So we are called overcomers. And we're overcoming those challenges that we experience in our life. And I'm sure you've all experienced this, this issue or this subject, and that is overcoming doubt. And doubt may be about ourselves, maybe about friends or family, even doubt about God, doubt about our dreams, whether we are genuinely loved or genuinely have a purpose. And we all have doubts at different times in our life and I've had my doubts, as you can imagine, and I want to overcome my doubts and I want to be stronger. There was a stage, to be honest, in, in the life of the church where there was for a moment... I think maybe after 20 years, a doubt whether we would ever have our own premises. And then I thought, well, maybe I'm like David and I just have to lay up all the treasures for the generations to come and that will be their challenge. But God is faithful, amen? And we persevere in doubts and we overcome our doubts. I want to just pull a few people from the Bible and I really want you to think about these people and what they had done by the end of their life rather than in the beginning that we we speak of and the first one is Abraham. Abraham doubted that he would ever have children so much so that he thought because it was the cultural acceptance that he would have to hand on what he had gathered to his uh, one of his slaves, his servants who served him he doubted that he would ever have any children. And Abraham is called what? The father of faith. But he doubted. Here's another one, Sarah. Sarah doubted that she would get pregnant at the age of 90. Is there anyone 90 here this morning? No? So everyone under the age of 90, you are a candidate to get pregnant. How does that make you feel? Doesn't a cold sweat run straight up your back? But she doubted that she, in fact, that she laughed when she heard that she would be pregnant the following year. Can God do this? And she doubted. Joseph, we know, doubted. You can imagine him sitting in prison and playing the scenario of all the events in his life. His brothers betrayed him sold him as a slave, he's a slave. Then Potiphar's wife accused him of uh, trying to molest her and he ends in prison and he's in prison and he talks about dreams 
and they forget all about him. I'm sure there were times when he sat down and doubted, is my life ever going to be good because it's gone from bad to what? Worse. Bad to worse. But in an instant, God turned the whole circumstances around. Moses, Moses, he said to God, as he is speaking to God, no, 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 he's actually arguing with God from a burning bush. Now think about this. So he's arguing with God who's represented by a burning bush. And he's arguing with God. And he's saying to God, they won't listen to me. And God says, throw down your staff. And he throws down his staff. He says, God says, Pick up, picks up, turns into a snake. Whoa, surely that would uh, alleviate all his doubts. No, no. God said, put your hand in your jacket. Got to be careful here. Pull it out. And it was white as snow like leprosy. Imagine that happening to you. And God says, put it back into your cloak and pull it out. And it was perfectly wonderful and new and he is arguing with God who's talking to him from a burning bush who's had these two incredible miracles in his hand in his own hand but then he says this to God and I find this absolutely amazing then he says I can't speak well I think he's doing pretty good arguing with God in this whole scenario I can't speak, but he's arguing with God. Have you ever argued with God as he's speaking to you from a burning bush and doubt that God has called you to do something wonderful? I can imagine God saying, oh, Holy Spirit, can we just see who else is around? Maybe get Jesus to grab someone else and Moses. This guy doubts even after all these miracles. Doubts. The reality is that God has more faith in us than we have in ourselves and we should not doubt john the baptist doubted he was in prison he's in a bad way he's been arrested for speaking the truth and john the baptist he sends his disciples to ask jesus are you the one who is to come or should we look for another do you know what john the uh, what jesus said about john the baptist this is what he said he said that there is no one who has ever lived. None is greater than John the Baptist. But John doubted. He doubted in his circumstances. The disciples doubted. Here's the scripture. The 11 disciples left for Galilee. And going to the mountain, that's Mount Tabor, where the Mount Transfiguration took place, where Jesus told them to go. And it says, when they saw him, this is after the resurrection, it says, some of them doubted. They saw Jesus being crucified. They saw Jesus after the resurrection. He tells them to go to the mountain and he turns up, and this is what it says, Matthew chapter 28, 16 to 18. But some of them doubted as Jesus is there. And Jesus came and told them, I give you all authority. Do you know, the Lord entrusted these disciples with the great message of salvation and yet they doubted. Even if we see Jesus, we can still doubt. So what is it about doubt? Here's another one. 
Even Jesus doubted. The scripture tells us that Jesus, he went every, through every experience that's common to us all. But in doubting, Jesus never sinned. That's the difference. That's the difference. Every experience that you have, Jesus has already had that, but Jesus didn't sin. And we must overcome the tyranny of doubt. Regardless of your circumstance, the thing that you're going through, the challenge that you want, the purpose that you're believing for, the hope that you have in your heart, the destiny you want to get to, we have to come overcome the tyranny of doubt. We need to know how to handle doubt when it comes, regardless. We need to have that confidence, that blessed assurance that Jesus is ours, and we're moving towards that. The Lord doesn't want you to doubt. He wants you to live the best possible life. He wants to have you have an overabundant life, because that's what He says He's come to do. So let me give you a definition of doubt. And this is what it means. It's to have a negative perspective. I don't know if you've ever had a negative perspective. Having a negative perspective, it's to be without a way. So when you are in those circumstances and it's not going the way that you want, it's going, which way do I go? It's to be uncertain. It's to be perplexed, to waver. To stand in two ways, that is what doubt is. And we all have it. Why does doubt come? Well, it comes in times of change. It comes when there is uncertainty, when things are tough. Doubt comes in the good times and doubt comes in the bad times. You know, when we're going through the bad times, we go, I don't know if I'll ever get out of this. I doubt if I'll ever see it. But, you know, we can have doubt in the good times too. Because we're in the good times, we think, are the good times going to what? Last. When is it going to end? I doubt if it'll ever get there. But I'm telling you, folks, doubt will come in every possible way. Because when doubt comes, things become complicated and it's not simple when something appears to be beyond our own capability think about joseph think about moses think about sarah think about abraham think about the disciples because they had to deal with their doubts so where does doubt come from rather than the external for you so let's go to the scriptures, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. This is where doubt comes. And Jesus speaking, and he says this, I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Doubt comes to the internal part of a person, their heart. The heart is the entire mental and moral activity of a person. The totality of who you are, deep within here, that overwhelming fear. 
I can remember when we started to build this building and the builder started building before we got the money. Now that's very stressful as the pastor, let me tell you. When they bring in machinery and they start to drill, you know, 15-foot holes all around the building. And I said to the builder, we don't have the money. And he said, don't worry about it. I said, but I, I don't know. He says, don't doubt. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on to your own understandings. At all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. I said, but I still don't have the money from the bank. Don't you understand? Don't worry about it. Be happy. And he starts to sing. You see, doubt. And he's drilling holes. And I'm sweating. Where did it come? Right in here. And it's scary, folks. It's scary. The heart is the entire mental and moral activity of a person. It's the rationale and it's the emotional. It's part of the soul where we start to feel worried, where we start to think worry. This scripture here, Proverbs 23 verse 7 says this, New King James Version. As a man or a woman thinks in their heart, so they are. As you think in your heart, so you think from that heart, the central part. It's not just this part of the brain, it's this part of the person. And as you think, you go. As you think, you go. Psalm 61 verse 2, it says this, The heart is a place of emotion. From the ends of the earth I cry to you for help when my heart is overwhelmed. Your heart can be overwhelmed. There have been different times in our lives, uh, Pavy and I have experienced, where that we've had gone to the doctor and not know what it is and had to go to a specialist. And the specialist says, well, it could be this or it could be that. It might be this or it might be that. And you go to the specialist and your heart can be overwhelmed. And you say, God, are you still there? That's what doubt is. After Jesus was raised from the dead, there's this story in uh, Luke 24 where there are two guys who are on the way to the road to Emmaus and they're walking to the road to Emmaus and all of a sudden Jesus appears be, beside them and, and these two guys, they're intense in a conversation. You ever seen that? Two people intense in a conversation and Jesus goes up and says, what are you guys talking about? And they say, are you the only one on the face of the earth who has not heard what Jesus of Nazareth, the prophet, who healed people and blessed them and taught them that he's been crucified? Have you not heard that? And Jesus then begins to open the scriptures to them and it says they're so excited about what is going on. And then as they get to the place and Jesus begins to have a meal with them, he reveals who he is and they just get so excited and so overwhelmed bang, these two guys, they race back to, to Jerusalem and they talk to the disciples and say, we've seen the Lord. And this is what happens. As Jesus turns up after these two guys are with the disciples, Jesus says this, peace be with you. Why are you frightened? And then he says this to the disciples, why are your hearts filled with doubt? Your heart can be filled with doubt. Doubt that I'll ever get that promotion. 
Doubt that this will ever happen in my life. Doubt that God will do this or God will do that. And Jesus says, why are your hearts filled with doubt? You know, in dark times when they come, you can't see the light even if there was a torch shining you in the eyes, folks. Because we've been there. Why are your hearts filled with doubt? And Jesus is before them. Your heart can be filled with doubt. All those emotions, thinking you can feel overwhelmed to the point of being paralyzed. Your heart filled with doubt. Well, if your heart is filled with doubt, it needs to be replaced. There needs to be this change. And what do we replace doubt with? How do we overcome doubt? What is the remedy? What is the prescription? What is the answer to this? You know, the Bible isn't clear on a lot of things in our modern world. But there are some things the Bible is very clear about. And this is one of them. Matthew chapter 21, verse 20 to 22. Then Jesus said this to them. I tell you the truth. If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do anything like this and much more. You can even say to the mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. You can pray for anything and if you have faith, you will receive it. If you have faith and don't doubt, the prescription, the answer is faith. You see, doubt is a restrictor and a reducer of faith. Doubt comes to attack your faith. Doubt does not nullify faith completely. But what it does is it entangles faith. And it restricts it. And it stops you from moving from where you are. Listen to this. Matthew chapter 14, verse 22 to 33. Immediately after this, the scripture says, and this is when Jesus has just fed 5,000 people. So immediately after feeding 5,000 people... Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat to cross to the other side of the lake. Do you remember this, this story? And while he sent the people home, and after sending them home, he went up to the hills and he prayed, and night fell. And while he was there alone, he was praying. And meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were, and they were fighting the heavy Waves. Now look, about, look at this. About three o'clock in the morning. Do you know the darkest time of day, folks, is actually three o'clock in the morning. Three o'clock in the morning. And these disciples who were fishermen, many of them were fishermen, who had been there, they were fighting the winds and the waves. And when you're in doubt, if you're going to come through something, you're going to be fighting the winds in the waves, in the darkest time of your life. About three o'clock in the morning, this happened. Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. Here comes the answer. It's Jesus. He's walking on the water towards them. And when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified uh, with fear and they cried out, what? It's a ghost. 
You know, sometimes when Jesus is coming to you at the darkest time of the day, when there's winds and waves, you can see him and go, that's not him. That's not what I wanted. We might even think it's a ghost, but it was Jesus coming. You see, when you're in that place of doubt, everything is skewed. Everything is not as it should be in your own eyes. And we tend to focus on the problem rather than the solution. Have you been there? You're thinking, how can I get through this? Nothing's going to work. It's all bad. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Can I tell you this morning, if you're going through something that is tough, don't be afraid. Take courage. He is here. He's in the midst of your circumstances and he loves you. And he said he would never leave you nor forsake you. He would be with you to the ends of the earth. He is going to be there and you have to recognize that. And you know, sometimes if you can't see him or if you can't feel him, what you have to do is confess, the Lord is with me. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, his rod and his staff, they comfort me. He's with me, folks. He's with you, folks. And you have to get your confession and you have to align it up with the truth, not what you think or feel, because that's the place where doubt will arise. But it's with the confession of your faith, believing that Jesus is with you, and he will get you through this time regardless. Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. Walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on water toward Jesus. I, would, I just would love to see that when we get to heaven. Really, Peter going straight on to water. If it's you, let me come to you. Yep, come. And he starts. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves... He was terrified and began to sink. Here comes the doubts. But Jesus is there, physically there. He's with them. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. And this is what Jesus said to him. You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me you see you can still have faith even little faith why did you have so little faith and yet you doubt me you see faith faith in what faith in that i'm just going to believe in my mental capacity something ethereal out there no it's having faith in jesus it's having faith in him. Peter was doubting himself because he was doubting what Jesus could do. And that's the issue. When we start to doubt, we don't only doubt ourselves, but we are doubting that Jesus is able to do what he promised to do. But he had, if he had just kept on walking and says, I see the wind, I see the waves, I see Jesus, and I'm going to focus on Jesus, I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus because I believe in him. So whatever you're going through, when those doubts creep in, you have to say, man, this is what I say to myself sometimes when I've got a challenge. This is what I say. Father, 
I don't like it, I don't want it, and I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to trust you and I'm just going to keep on walking. I'm just going to keep on walking because I'm going to walk to you in this circumstance and I trust you because you promised me you're not going to leave me nor forsake me. And you've got to push in and you've got to push over and you've got to push through. you just got to keep walking. You know, recently we sold that house because we didn't want to be flooded a third time. So we sold our house and when we finished clearing everything out of our house and it was all done and dusted, that night I went home and I fell asleep like that, which I usually do anyway. My head hits the pillow and it's, good night Irene. It's just, I'm not kidding you. Who's Irene? I mean, good night Pavey. That, that would be better, wouldn't it? Yeah. Good night Pavey. Safer. Woo. Feel, feel those little hands around your throat. <laughs> Good night, Pavey. And literally, that's how I fall asleep. That night, I had the weirdest dream. I tell you. And, and it, you know how you feel like sometimes dreams are short and then other times like dreams are long? Do you get that? Well, this was one of those long dreams. And you know what I'm dreaming? Ah, uh, you don't want to hear Oh, you do? Okay, all right, okay. So what I'm dreaming is this. This is what I'm dreaming. I'm walking. And I'm, I'm walking. And in my dream, I'm walking. And I'm walking. And I'm walking. And in my mind, as I'm dreaming, I'm thinking, am I ever going to get to where I'm supposed to be going, <laughs> even though I'm dreaming? Have you ever done that? Or am I the only super super one you know all right and I'm going I'm just walking where am I going to get to I hope I get there really soon but it didn't end and I just kept on walking and I said to Pavey I had this really weird dream last night I just kept walking and walking and walking and walking and walking and walking and she said I wonder what the Lord is saying just keep walking (laughs) you just keep walking we don't have a home to live in uh, we're, we're living uh, with Paul and it's great and he's very gracious and kind. But it's like you just have to what? Keep walking and keep trusting him. And don't let doubt settle where? In your heart. You have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? Jesus said. What I love about Peter is he started really well. He started with excitement. He, he jumps out of the boat. I don't know if he does a flip like the footballers do, land on the water, starts walking to Jesus, but then winds, waves. Ha, 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 ha. Folks, in this journey of faith, we can all start what? Really well. But the, the challenge is to finish it. What? Well, well. You know what I want to hear when I get to heaven? Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into your rest. That's what I want to hear. Because it's a walk, it's a journey, it doesn't end. You see, it's in the storm that doubt comes, it's manifested greater. John the the Baptist, when he was in the prison, he doubted. 
He doubted the Messiah, his cousin. He saw, think about this, he saw the heavens rolled back and the dove of God representing the Holy Spirit landed on him and then he heard the voice of God who said, well done, good, uh, you know, like, this is my beloved son in whom I well pleased and John the Baptist is there and yet he doubts. He doubts in that tough time in prison and so you know what John does? He senses, he sends this words. Is, is he the one? Is he the Messiah that is to come? And his disciples go to Jesus. And this is what Jesus said to the disciples of John to go back. And he says this. Tell him, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them. That is a quote from Isaiah chapter 35, verse 5 and 6. Jesus is quoting the Word. Jesus is the Word. They go back to John the Baptist and they tell him what Jesus said and then you hear nothing else from John the Baptist. Because John then put his faith in the Word of God and in the Word who was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. It's in the Word. It's in Him. Don't put your faith in me. I'm going to let you down. Put your faith in Jesus. Totally. For Him to open up this life for you. Perplexed, uncertain, wavering, doubting. But when John the Baptist heard these words, he put his faith in the Word. And there was never a question from John the Baptist again. So how do we overcome these doubts? By putting our trust and our faith in Christ. And we do that by building a relationship with Him. Through the Word of God. Through prayer. By asking the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. And by speaking with Him. It's a relationship. And the greater your relationship, the greater the confidence that you have, the greater faith that you have, and the less doubt will come to your heart. I just loved it the other week when we celebrated 30 years of this church. And I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the journey and, and the many times we doubted that God would ever come through. Some people even said to me, I doubt you'll ever get a place in this area. But folks, we are in that now. You are sitting on those seats now. Do you know this? It seemed impossible at the time. However, that which we sit in and that which we sit on already existed in time 30 years ahead 30 years ahead it already existed when we started do you know when we started we started in a little shop front and we put a little sign in that was as bad as big as this and we put on it graceful christian family because that's what we called ourselves first and stuck it in the window just like that and put a little advert in a paper as big as this and started having but in 30 years time this existed and we had to move here by faith so 
Here's the question. If you are in doubt now, I wonder what it will be like in 30 years' time here. I will be 30 years older. I will be 91. Charlie will be 45. Charlie just fainted off the stool. Randall is just passed out. 30 years' time. Think about 30 years' time. How old will you be? <laughs> Alyssa will be 14. Uh, by faith. 30 years' time. Because it just seemed like yesterday we started. And when you came, it just seemed like the other day. But in 30 years' time, what will it be like? You know what I think it'll be like? I think it'll be full. I think there'll be people worshipping God. I think there'll be people getting healed. There'll be people getting saved. People set free. I think there'll be relationships that will be bonded for life. I think there's going to be joy in the house. I think there's going to be times of great comfort. I think there's going to be just an awesome, awesome church here in 30 years' time. And I'm prepared to move from here to there and with all the strength that I have, not doubt, but trust in Him. Because He's called us to it. 30 years. 30 years. Wonderful if you think about it. 30 years. If you only focus on the circumstances in your doubt today, you won't move from them. You need to have faith in Christ. When God calls you to do something that is beyond you and it doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen, you trust Him and you put your faith in Him and don't doubt. Because to be honest with you folks, with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. All things are possible. To him that believes. Let me read to you as we close this morning. Psalm 94 verse 19. And this is a great little psalm. I loved it. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. When doubts filled my mind, your comfort gave me renewed hope and cheer. That's the promise of the Word of God. I want you to stand this morning with me as we come to a time of reflecting and closing and thinking about different things. And I don't know where you are and I don't know what you're going through. But if you have doubt about something in your life, I want you to come this morning and I want to pray for you. And I want you to pray with you. And other people are going to pray for you and with you. And we're going to overcome doubt in the circumstance in which you are. Because God is true to his word. That when we put our faith in him, when we grow in him, our lives can expand and grow. And we can fulfill the promise that God has for our lives. And if it seems like it is impossible for you, let me tell you, you are a candidate for greatness in God. Greatness in God.
I just love the words, uh, the worship this morning, the songs that we were singing, and I just thought they were just so appropriate. So we're going to worship for a few more moments. And if you'd like prayer, I invite you to come. Just come and say, God, I have a doubt about this. I don't particularly want to know what your doubt is. I just want to pray for you and believe. Because I, to be honest, doubts can be overcome when we trust in Him and put our faith in Him. Thanks for listening today. I hope you subscribe to the podcast so you can be inspired weekly. God bless and have a great day.